Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners, to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. I am John Ledyard from pewterreport.com, along with Scott Reynolds, also from pewterreport.com. And yes, we are here on Draft Week, bringing you information about the Bucks draft that you aren't going to get anywhere else. Today, we're talking DB, Scott. It's a great week to be covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is. We'll touch on linebackers, too, a little bit. We've kind of hit every position group. Um, interesting because they're going to need a linebacker. That's one position. They will definitely draft an inside linebacker. But when you have two quality starters in Devin White and Levante David, both those guys locked in for the next two years, not going anywhere, um, you know, you're probably not going to spend an early pick on a linebacker. But there are some guys we like in the middle of the draft, and also later we'll get to those But, John, defensive backs, that's a position that this team could look at early in the draft, maybe even as high as round one at 32. There's some interesting names. We had the cornerbacks preview hit yesterday. We just published the safeties preview. So we'll talk about the back end of the defense today, a couple linebackers, and really get into the defensive backs on this Draft week edition of the Peter Report podcast. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. We haven't talked about DBs that much. I mean, we've talked about them certainly here and there, certain guys, but really it hasn't been a big focus of ours. And not saying that it's going to be who the Bucks take, obviously, but at the same time, we want to make sure our bases are covered. Yeah. This is a secondary that as well as they play toward the end of the season, Scott, they, they do have questions. There are some questions, short and long-term, really, about yeah. the team. And so we need to dive into that. We are going to dive into it on today's show. Could be some surprise Bucks picks heading your mm-hmm. way in a couple days. So we're excited for that. And it's all going to be brought to you by our friends over at Celsius. What do you got today, Scott? Well, it's interesting because what I have today is I've got I've got one of the old BCAAs right here. Oh, I've never had one of those. I have not had one of those. These are pretty good. I'm getting I'm gonna have a workout tonight after dinner. It's just been one of those days, John. I mean, we're going wire to wire with the draft coverage here. So this thing here, this is BCAA plus energy. It is the tropical fruit flavor, and um, uh, it's it's quite tasty. So, wow, um, I've got a little kiwi guava action going on today, Scott. But man, I tell you what, got up this morning. I finished that mock draft late last night, about one thirty. Yeah. Went to bed, got up this morning because I had to get the guy to get the lift in. <laughs> I'm not sure I would have been able to work out this morning, Scott, if it wasn't for Celsius. I mean, John, those four lifesavers. I've not had a Celsius today. I'm dragging a little bit. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna full full admit to it because I haven't had one. Um, but listen, aside from from Celsius giving you the functional energy that you need every day, you know what else they're going to give you? They're going to give yeah. you free Celsius. And you know how? Well, that takes a little bit of of, uh, of work on your part. When I say a little bit, I mean a little bit. You can right. win an autographed Scotty Miller football and a one-month supply of your favorite Celsius flavor. The lucky grand prize winner is going to get both, but they have nine other winners that can get that free month's worth of Celsius. Here's how you do it. Subscribe to Peter Report TV on YouTube, take a screenshot, follow Celsius Official on either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or all three. Take a screenshot, follow Scotty Miller 
That's at Miller Time, three underscores, and the number 10. On Twitter or Instagram, take a screenshot. Then grab all those screenshots on your phone. Go to Celsius.com backslash pewter. Upload those picks. Enter your name and email address, and you could win a chance to get an autographed Scotty Miller football and a one-month supply of Celsius, that tasty energizing beverage. Yeah. Great stuff from Celsius, as always. Before we jump into the DB, Scott, can we just let people know this weekend what we're going to be doing on this draft show? Oh, yeah. Show? What are we doing this the week? PewterReport.com is doing their live draft show, sponsored by Ed, or powered by Edmondson Electric, AC, and Security. Terrific stuff coming your way Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We're going to be live all three of those days for all three days of the draft. So if you want to That's know right. about the Bucks picks, Scott and I have been studying our tails off. I've got a big board dropping tomorrow that I'm telling you I crammed for this month, but it is coming. <laughs> it is going to be ready for you all. I'm excited for it, but we are we are building this knowledge base to be able to bring you all this show uh, over the next three days. We're actually going to have it up on our website on pewterreport.com. That's right. So in fact, we would say don't go to YouTube or any of the other, you know, certainly go and subscribe to Pewter Report TV or, and, and subscribe to the podcast right now. But I would say don't necessarily even go over uh, there to watch the show. I would say go over actually to our website, uh, pewterreport.com and watch right. the show there. That'd be very helpful to us. Make it really easy that. for everybody. Just go to yeah, pewterreport.com. Right. That's it. Exactly right. And that way we're actually going to have, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a great setup. Excited for y'all to see it. Uh, we are, yeah. we are pumped about the live show. So yeah, we, and if people are wondering, yes, I have a, I have a brand new camera and a brand new setup here. I'm sure you can see it's coming along. Uh, my wife was a clutch. She was a lifesaver. She figured it out, the camera and the hookup and everything while I was studying prospects today. Uh, we got it up. So we're going to have the cameras up for the live show. We're going to have Scott's doing a nice little backdrop deal for yeah. the live show. And I'm going to be actually at Scott's house for the show. That's so right. we are going to be there. So you won't have to worry about my internet connection and spectrum being That's crazy. Right. Although we do have a fix coming for that in the mail too. I think that's finally going to solve things, but Yes, we don't have to worry about that at all for the live show. So it's going to be a ton of fun. We hope you'll join us Thursday night. We'll be live 7 p.m., 6 p.m. on Friday, uh, about an hour before the draft starts both of those days, and then obviously an hour before on Saturday as well at yep. 11 a.m. Draft will start. Round four will start around noon uh, on Saturday. So it's going to be a ton of fun. we got great content coming your way. And we're going to talk about the DBs, Scott, in this class. Yep. Uh, we did our Bucks best bets today. That's right. On this DBs class. Well, let's talk about yesterday, actually, because the corners first. Let's go corners first. Bucks best well, bets. Should we should we back up and do linebackers real quick, and then oh, dive into yes. the defense? Do you want to touch backs? on linebackers before? Okay, I, I, I would like to. I mean, because we, you have a draft crush in there. I, I do, right? So when you're looking at at inside linebackers, we touched on it just a little bit at the at the beginning, right? When you look at at the fact they've got three inside linebackers on the team, they're going to need four. Uh, Dan Buchanan was signed for the Super Bowl, got his ring, and then they said, "See ya." And Right. And they also said, see you to Jack Sidgey. Poor Jack just could not stay healthy. And um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the passing of Geno Hayes. Uh, I get a chance to cover him. Uh, every day he was a Buccaneer. Great guy. Great smile. Mm. Um, you know, was was a tremendous pick in the sixth round. We're talking about day three linebackers here. And, and Geno Hayes was – he and Quan Alexander, who was a fourth-round pick, um, you know, this team has, has found some gems on – on day three at the linebacker position. And that's where they're going to be looking again. A couple guys just to hit on real quick. You look at, um, at at the need. It's going to be for special teams. Kevin Minter is 31 years old. Levante David's 31. Yes, they want to, to get a, a guy to groom possibly right. and, and replace him. But in the meantime, they need somebody for special teams. I think 
I think somebody, you know, if the Bucks are really excited about him, Jameen Davis from Kentucky, maybe mm-hmm. in the second round, if he's not a first rounder, I've seen him in both rounds. That might be as high as they go. But I really think looking at round three, Derek Barnes, I've written about him at MySR's Fab Five, Colin. We've touched on him on the show a little bit from Purdue, six foot, 238, ran a yeah. four, five, seven. This guy started off as an outside linebacker. Then he got moved to defensive end. He was a pass rusher, had seven and a half sacks his junior season, and they said, hey, Derek, we need you middle linebacker. So he said, hey, no problem. So he moved the middle linebacker, handled it like a pro, was the team captain last year, got his first interception. This is a guy that can do it all. He reminds me a little bit of of Devin White because he packs a punch when he hits. He's a good blitzer. Um, He's not the greatest in coverage yet, but he's making strides there. Not as fast, but he's got some of that, that range and ability. John, that's a guy you like as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a couple guys that I think could be considered for the Bucs. I wonder, will the Bucs prioritize the linebacker position, especially in, in day one or day two of the draft? But yeah, I mean, Derek Barnes is a guy I'm a huge fan of, obviously. You know, I think we, we've even talked about him on the show before, I think. But yep. there's a lot of linebackers in this class. As much as we've said, this is not a great defensive class, and it isn't, especially up right. front. There's a lot of question mark safety. You have not heard many names for a reason. There'll be a couple guys that play, but I don't know if any star type of players, big difference makers in this draft. But linebacker, yeah, you could find some guys at linebacker in this draft. Don't yeah. know whether the Bucks will consider a need or if they're just so set on taking best player available that they're going right. to take one uh, no matter where they go. But, uh, I mean, yes, I think absolutely there are a couple guys in this class. One guy we've talked about a lot, Scott, is Zayvon Collins. Uh, I wrote an article about mm-hmm. him uh, from Tulsa. Uh, we've talked about the fact that some people want to put him on the edge. Some people want to play him off the ball. 270 pounds at his pro day. Why? I don't know. I don't know why. There's no added benefit to being that heavy as an off-ball linebacker. Do you want to play on the edge? If you're an edge, there's no added benefit to it, especially because I think Zavin's big weakness probably as an edge player, even as a linebacker, is is Mm -hmm. explosive. He's not explosive. He's smooth. He's coordinated. He's not real physical. Yeah, he's he's not not real physical. Yeah. No, if you want a physical guy, get Derek Barnes, man. Like that guy will he'll knock your your face mask off, you know. Right. And 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 you saw as much, honestly, in Bob McGinn's article today on the Athletic was he talks to scouts around the league. They, you know, there was a lot of praise for Barnes in there. Scouts think we'll go around three or four. Uh, but there's a lot of praise for him in there yeah. in, in terms of physicality, how he handled that first year, probably a zone cover guy more than a man cover guy. I saw an observation. I think that's spot on. That's right. where his limitation will be that he'll give you the basics in coverage. Don't know that he'll ever give you a ton more than that. So, right. um, and, and it's a good question by Michael Henderson here. Why is Barnes ranked so low on pro football focus? True story. <laughs> Mike Renner and I talk all the time. He's one of the draft events yeah. that I really like. I just like talking to him. I like the way he writes about players and, but he and I were, I was talking to him one day and I messaged him. I was like, I don't see Derek Barnes in any of your stuff. And he was like, I'll add him to the next update if you want. Uh, he was like, I'll tell the guys to add him to the next update. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think he's going to go in the top 100. So you should have him in the next right. update. And he was like, all right. <laughs> he was like, I'll put him in there. He's like, I'll watch him. He's like, I'm looking for a couple more guys to watch. And he watched yeah. a ton of people still had not gotten around to Derek Barnes. So pretty mm-hmm. crazy. And this was a month ago. So yeah. we were talking late in the process. I mean, he, Derek Barnes, when you and I first started talking about him, he was like in the bottom of PFF. Yeah, we were ahead of PFF yeah. on, on the, the Derek Barnes train. And this is a guy that has zoomed with the Buccaneers. There is some interest there. And so we've had him in mm-hmm. one of our mock drafts. I think he's a fourth round pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I would guess he's, he's a Bucks best bet in, in the third round because I think that that's probably where he goes. Um, you know, he's he's a player that they've, they've had some communication with. They've also had a Zoom with Zayvon Collins. They've also had a Zoom with UNC linebacker Chaz Surratt, and he's an interesting guy. Started off as a quarterback, 
highly rated quarterback coming out of high school. Yeah. And it just wasn't making it at the college level playing that position. But they liked him as an athlete. And they said, hey, do you want to try safety? And Chaz was like, hey, how about linebacker? He said, yeah. okay, you sure? Yes. It's like, oh, and here's right, the bud. thing. Yeah, it, he's, he's been kind of feast or famine at the linebacker position. He's missed a bunch of tackles, 27 mm-hmm. in his first year as a starter a couple of years ago. But that number shrank to just 11 last year. So he's really learning on the fly as he plays the position. This guy is a downhill, do-it-all linebacker that I think would be a pretty good fit in the third or the fourth round in Tampa because he can get the sacks. He's got really good speed. He's a quarterback, so you know he's smart, and he can anticipate what offenses are going to do because of that wealth of knowledge from the offensive side of the ball. And he's got a couple of interceptions in his career. So that's a name to kind of keep an eye on in that fringe day two, day three. John, another player we like on day three is Boston College's Isaiah McDuffie, 6'1", 227, mm-hmm. 458. I'm sorry. That's our that's our Bucks best bet, yeah. That's our Bucks best bet, yeah. 458 in uh, in his 40-yard dash time. Right. Uh, again, you look for players that fit Todd Bowles' scheme. They have to be able to blitz. This guy's got uh, several uh, sacks in his career, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he averaged 8.2 tackles per game last year as uh, in his final year. Right. 230 career tackles, 15 and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half career sacks over the last three years, including three last year as a Richard Jr. Um, had his first career interception. So those are some some names to keep an eye on. I would say that the last one that really kind of interests me a little bit on day three would be Buddy Johnson from Texas A&M. Mm. Again, similar size player, six foot two twenty nine, a little undersized, but runs a four five nine. Remember what Bruce Arians said. You're looking for three things when it comes to defensive players. Fast, physical, got to love football. Right. I think all the three of those guys check the box. Yeah, for sure. And Buddy Johnson, best guys. things about him. Actually, a couple things about him. And in his college football tip. Didn't he wear number one? I believe so. I think I Buddy think Johnson so. wore number one. Cowboy caller. And his first name is Buddy. I mean, that's right. you really can't go wrong. If you I take know. him in day three, that's you're going to prosper. You, that, that's a great profile. Craig Carr wants to know about Dylan Moses. Injuries ruined his stock. Yeah. Yeah. Injuries have ruined his stock, zapped his athleticism. You know, 2018, if he's coming out, I think a lot of people would have been really high on yeah. Dylan Moses. But the reality is when you miss 2019 season, you come back, you're clearly not healthy in 2020. You tear your meniscus, you play through it, but your tape is, right. is not very good. You just lost a lot at that point. So he's going to go low. Could he make this crazy bounce back recovery? I think it's possible. I've never personally thought Dylan Moses was quite as good as the hype. So now it looks like he'll be late day three. Could go undrafted with the injury concerns and the way this year's draft is kind of stacking yeah. out to be. Um, but yeah, definitely has more upside than that. I think if he can develop Garrett Wallow from TCU, long lost Glazer asked about converted safety. He's a guy you've yeah. taken a look at. And I think we had him in yeah. some mock drafts, didn't we? We did. And we have him at the safety position, but yes, he does have that position flexibility. He's played linebacker. He's played strong safety. At TCU, he's got some range. Um, he's a good hitter. He's a he's a high motor, you know, pedal to the metal guy. Uh, he he's the right type of mentality fit for the Buccaneers. Yep. I question his speed a little bit because he's in the four sixes, and right. I, I think the Buccaneers really put a priority on speed and not just in the in the defensive backfield, but also the linebacker position. So maybe late in the draft, seventh yeah. round, one of those Sixth seventh, or seventh round, and yeah. I think that's where we've had him before. There's a chance. Mm-hmm. He could go higher. I've seen him as high as, as fourth or fifth round in some mocks. All it takes is one team, John. 
Right, it's true. It, it it's very true. Um, we've talked about that uh, at length before too. Somebody wanted to know about Stone Forsyth. I know we're not talking about offensive tackles, but I know there's probably some yeah. Florida fans. Michael Anderson asked wrong position, but any comments on Stone Forsyth left tackle Florida? Really was not a very big <laughs> fan of Stone Forsyth at yeah. all when I watched him on tape. You know, people point to the Georgia game. He was okay in the Georgia game, but I, I mean, I really, if Aziz Ojolari would just hit a counter one time, I mean, he right. speed rushes to the outside every time. So Stone just kind of knew what was coming. But yeah. he gives these huge inside gaps, and if you watch him against Oklahoma, those guys studied him up, and they knew they crossed his face a rep after rep after rep, right. and then they could get him on the outside, and, and you can get into his pads even as big as he is. I'm not a big fan at all. Brandon Thorne loves him, and so Brandon's smarter than me. So we'll see how it ends, how he ends up, and where he ends up getting drafted. Uh, I think Brandon has him in his top, or has him on the Bleacher Report board. Brandon, I think he's in like the top forty range for them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have him in my top one hundred probably. So. We definitely see him differently. We'll see how things shake out. Brandon, I have discussed it before. Um, but, yeah, he's a, he's a prospect. I don't think the Bucks will look at him, by the way. He's a tackle only uh, and and not really something that I think they'd be looking to move anybody inside the guard. But right. uh, definitely a prospect that will have to be interesting to see for a lot of people because there's some Gators fans in here, I'm sure. Yep. All right, John, should we shift gears to the defensive backfield and check out oh, some of these TVs? Yes. Okay, so yeah. you want to talk about that guy right there, our Bucks' best bet. And could be the surprise first round pick for the Bucks, two Bucks fans. But if you're on this show, if you're watching this show, you are not going to be surprised because we have the opportunity to inform you about uh, what I believe is one of the better prospects in this class that isn't being talked about, Scott. I yeah. really think that Tyson Campbell is a stud. I, I do. I love his tape. Um, yeah. I love a couple things about his tape. He's big and he's long. And he's mm-hmm. physical. So I love that right away. You know, you Checks can play him in press. Exactly. Checks boxes that the Bucs will care about. He can play in press. He played in off. Plenty of experience, even though he's just a junior and, and only about 21 years old. But, but he's I got mean, that Jamel Dean speed. He runs a 4 3 mm-hmm. 6, John. That's exactly a right. Different, right. You look right. at Carlton Davis, who's got similar length and, and similar size, but he's a, a 4 5 guy. So right. you're getting a faster play here. I, I think I we were talking about uh, Tyson Campbell the other day, and I said, he, his tape kind of reminds me if if Sean Murphy Bunting and and Carlton Davis should throw those guys in a blender, you kind of get Tyson Campbell. And what I mean by that is the best of both players. Um, you get you get the the playing style of the Carlton Davis in terms of of the length, in terms of the physicality, the aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think with Sean, Sean Murphy Bunting, you're getting some of that fluidity that maybe Carlton doesn't have in Campbell. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Uh, one of the best things about Campbell is the fact that he is as big, as long, as physical as he is, but still plays under control technically. And the yeah. guy, the way this guy can flip his hips and transition to mirror and match receivers, unbelievable. He hardly ever gives up any separation. People will point right. to the Bama game, and I get that they'll point to the Bama game because he gave that was a poor-graded game for him. Yeah. It's a poorly-graded game for Eric Stokes. If you look at their grades at Pro Football Focus, it's an outlier. It's like the, easily their worst game. The Bama guys are tough. So is everybody in the NFL. So I don't even care about that excuse. It's the game that I started right. with. And he got better. Yes, he got better. But I want to see how Campbell and Stokes do against top competition. And honestly, Campbell gave up some catches, but he is right there all the time. What he has to do better, Scott, is play the football when it's in the air. Does that sound familiar? Carlton Davis, John Murphy Bunting, even to a degree, Jamel Dean. That's been the big knock, right? So it doesn't scare off the box. No, it doesn't because you've got one of the best cornerbacks coaches in the league and Kevin Ross, the rock. You saw what he was able to do in just two years with Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis went from a guy that was 
it was complacent in terms of swatting the ball away, right? I mean, he, that was his idea of making a play. And Kevin Ross challenged him, no, like we need the takeaways. You got to, instead of knocking those balls down, you got to get some and give it to our offense. And that's what he was able to do. Had four interceptions last year to lead the Bucks, and it was a career year. And that's really put him in position. If he has a similar type year, he's going to break the bank, whether it's in Tampa or somewhere else in free agency. Probably a guy that if you had to bet right now, it's mm-hmm. probably – um, you know, the odds on favor to get the franchise tag for Tampa Bay in 2022. Right. And what I like about Campbell is that just like Carlton Davis, I mean, he's a guy that didn't have great ball skills coming out yep. and he learned them and he, and he developed them. And that's what Tyson Campbell's going to do. Mm-hmm. I think now who knows, sometimes it doesn't come along. Sometimes it does, but he's already flashed the ability to turn and find the football. He has the right. length. What he does sometimes Scott, is he panics a little bit when the ball's in the air, he gets a little bit grabby or he goes up turns in toward the receiver instead of turning out to find the football. Right. So I think those are things that you can clean up. Again, I want DBs who are in your hip pocket all game long. Yes. That's like the most important thing to me. At the line of scrimmage, at the top of your route, when you break down the field vertically, he is consistently in position. The only time yeah. he fell down on the waddle touchdown, um, I think they got their feet tangled or whatever yeah. against Alabama. Kind of an unlucky play. He could have done a little bit, some things better too. But in, in general, he is very consistently – in at the point right at the catch point he needs you're to right, finish John. better that's you're what right. he needs to do and and the thing is you you don't mind the 7 yard catch you don't mind the 17 yard catch as long mm-hmm. as the tackle's made you don't want that to be a 70 yarder that's yep. the difference is he's giving up a first down or giving up a touchdown and i think that that you know the arrow's pointing up for Tyson Campbell and the interesting thing is as as the uh, as, as Bill Byers said, he's a special teams stud also. And, and mm-hmm. so is Stokes, his teammate at George. We'll talk about both those guys real quick. Both of them have a special teams touchdown. Stokes blocked a punt, returned yeah. it for a touchdown. You look at Campbell, he actually was in punt coverage. He's a gunner. That's a, an area of need in Tampa Bay with Ryan Smith moving on. Right. And against Georgia Tech, uh, there was a muff, and he recovered the ball in the end zone because he was Johnny on the spot and uh, scored a touchdown. So both those guys, both those Georgia Bulldogs, Stokes and Campbell, they're both fast. Stokes is actually a little bit faster, has better ball Mm -hmm. skills, has four interceptions to lead uh, the Bulldogs last year. But I think Campbell is just a little bit more of a dog in that Bulldog, and he's more aggressive, and I think that's what the Bucs gravitate towards. Right. Good point. Uh, the the physicality of Campbell, the tackling ability of Campbell, the run defense of Campbell, noteworthy that those are he's better in those areas yeah. than Eric Stokes. Doesn't mean he'll be a better NFL player, better projecting. To, you know, when we were talking about a guy that coming to Tampa, that's a big priority for them. I mean, right. all their DBs they will come up and hit. Yeah. Uh, so I lo- I think that's will appeal to them about Campbell. Now I like Stokes. Ty points out wouldn't hate Campbell or Stokes. I agree. Right. I wouldn't hate either of them either. Stokes has seemed to be going a little bit higher in mock drafts. There's been a swing yeah. last couple of days. Dyson Campbell, Peter that King's mock. speed, you know, I, I think yeah, Campbell but, is actually in his. But both the, both okay. the Georgia corners what, are, are late first, early second round guys. And the right. reason why we're talking about it, the reason why you guys are tuning in is because you're smart Bucks fans. Why? Look what Jason Light's done in the second round. I wrote about it in the SRS Fab Five. There's certain positions that he prioritizes in the draft. Mm-hmm. And the secondary is one of those people. You look right. at... Carlton Davis and MJ Stewart, two second-round cornerbacks back in 2018. Then he drafted Sean Murphy Bunting two years ago. And uh, and then you look at, at the safety position, right? Antoine Winfield Jr. in the second round last year. Justin Evans in the second round back in 2017. And then Mike Edwards, a third-round safety. And then you have Jamel Dean, a third-round corner. So second and third round 
Um, that's that's been the sweet spot for the Tampa Bay secondary as he's built it. And you even look at, at uh, Jordan Whitehead, a fourth rounder. But again, we're looking at pick 32, John. It really is a second rounder when you look at at uh, the draft grades. Yep. And uh, it's a first rounder technically because of the fifth round option. Mm-hmm. But as a graded player, you're probably looking at getting a second round talent. Yep, I think that's exactly the case. The difference with Stokes, I'll say real quickly, between the two of them, Stokes is a little bit maybe the opposite of Campbell. Stokes, everything before the ball is in the air is a little bit rough sometimes. His transitions, as much fast as he is, and he's great vertically, man. If you want a guy that's just not going to allow things vertically to happen vertically, man. So he can run, Scott, but he's physical at the line of scrimmage. He can turn and run, and then he also finds the football or at least plays through the receiver's hands to defend the catch point. Those are all hugely important things about a vertical corner. The Where he struggles is everything in and out breaking. That's where he'll struggle. Don't play him in the right. slot. His transitions are clunky. He can get over-aggressive to get deep and then really give up separation on underneath throws. He's going to give up some yards early on in his career, maybe all throughout his career, but as long as he keeps the big plays down, you know, he's still a guy that I think uh, teams could really look at. We got yeah. some questions about Asante Samuel. I know you've 10, got some. Go ahead. Tell him, Scott. 10, 180. Not a Buccaneer player anymore. Listen, Vernon Hargraves has soured this team, <laughs> and I mean the front office, on drafting cornerbacks under six feet tall. Okay. This, this is largely a, a cover three type of, of defense that Todd Bowles runs. A lot, runs a lot of cover three, cover one. Uh, we saw a lot of, of cover two in the Super Bowl because that was the that, that's what the occasion called for. Mm-hmm. But he likes guys that can that can be physical and can press. And even if you're off uh, five yards a little bit, uh, you still want to be able to to jam and reroute that receiver before the five yard mark. So you got to be physical. You have to be a bigger corner to go down the field with some of these bigger receivers. And uh, and Vernon Hargraves just soured the front office, and rightly so. He's he he got big boyed a lot. Uh, at Florida, you got big boy a lot in the NFL. So I think yep. the Bucks are looking at corners that are six foot or more. So every cornerback except for one, we'll get to him in a little bit, um, is is a six foot corner. And John, yep. there's a, a player you like out of Syracuse, Melifuanu. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, absolutely. I'll touch on Samuel just real quick before I go to Melifuanu. Oh, yeah, sure. Samuel, I know people like him, and I, Florida State guy, and he's a scrappy. He's tough. Yep. I don't know if he's going to be as good as his dad or not. I I, I watched about three or four games. I think he's okay. Um, his size isn't the biggest issue all the time. I think he gives up a lot of space. He gets he, He's in his pedal very fast, so he gives up a yeah. lot of stuff underneath. He's a pretty good tackler. He's physical, unlike his dad. You know, he'll come down and tackle. His dad right. was not uh, big into tackling. Um, I like the way he plays a lot. I don't think he's a great athlete. I think he's a good athlete. I think he can be a top three corner for a team. Maybe he plays inside. Uh, pretty good transitions. But there's going to be limitations to him. I don't want to take a limited corn, you know, guy that's physically, athletically limited in the first round unless they're, you know, insane production or yeah. tape against quality number ones. He's not going up against the beasts of the league, too, you know. And really, that's true for all these ACC corners. But at the same time, man, I, I fell in love with what Ifitu Melifonwu did against Diami Brown um, from from uh, UNC. Yeah. What he did against the Clemson receivers and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he went up against Trevor Lawrence and Sam Howell. He put up some unbelievable tape. Syracuse well, corner. 6'2", uh, 205, 448. You know, he's, he's one of those those big guys, those big big monsters that 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 the, you're seeing enter the league now. And they're not just the one-offs, John. These are the guys that are really becoming almost the norm. Right. Uh, it's really, look at this draft. I mean, this yeah. draft is crazy. 6'1", six, yeah. 6'2", six, corners everywhere. Yeah, you look at, at uh, you know, Aaron Robinson from UCF at 5'11", 186. He would have been considered a big corner years right. ago. And now yep. he's average-sized. 
Yep. You know, um, so yeah, there's there's Melifonwu. Uh, you've got uh, Paul Sendadebo gives up a lot of plays, but he makes a lot of plays. He's a feast or famine corner, 6'1", 198 at a Stanford, have not heard a lot of Buccaneer buzz about him. Yeah, Melifonwu is a guy, I don't. we haven't heard any Buccaneer buzz about him, but here's a yeah. couple of things to think about. He was at the Senior Bowl, um, and and he played very well at the Senior Bowl, and that has mattered to the Bucs in the past at certain positions. So we'll see if that affects anything. I think he's going to be there at 64. That's that's. Yeah. Let's just be honest, that's a big part of this right now, Scott. There are a sure. ton of teams in the end of the first round that need a corner. The Bills... Uh, the Chiefs could use a corner. The Saints could use a corner. The Steelers at 24 could use a corner. The Jets at 23 have like no corners on the roster. Like worst corner right. rack room I think I've ever seen going into the draft. All these teams could use a corner. I'm sure I'm forgetting teams that could use a corner. I mean, there is – so you could see Stokes, Campbell, Samuel, uh, mm-hmm. Newsom all come off the board before the Bucks even pick at 32. Then right. there's probably a lull, and I think one of the things that we need to talk about is who's actually going to be available, and I think yeah. – Melifon was going to be available. I know some people, I forget he the could. draft analyst was saying that they haven't seen a team with the top two round grade on Melifon. Well, I have him in the late second. I like him a lot. Um, that's right in round range with where the Bucks are picking. Yep. It could be one of those things that lines up and he played in his own heavy scheme at Syracuse, but still has the ability to go to press man. That right. sounds a lot like what Todd Bowles wants and his mm-hmm. corners big, long. He comes up, defends the run. He threw receivers on the ground against Clemson and UNC that tried to block him. He tackles people. He breaks on the ball and makes plays. Um, yeah, I don't think he's the most explosive athlete in the world or anything. Right. Uh, but for what the Bucks need to do, I think he'd check all the athletic box easily. You know, he, they're not asking you to play press man. You know, every single right. snap of the game. You know, and so I think that he'd be. And, and there's a couple of, of cornerbacks on day three that the Bucks might consider. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice, a, a player they've met with. Mm-hmm. from Minnesota, and then Keith Taylor from Washington. Those guys are almost carbon copies of each other. St. Just is just a little bit bigger, 6'3", 202, ran a 4'5'2". The time was 4'5'3 for Keith Taylor, 6'2", 187, a little bit thinner build. But both those guys have long arms and not very good ball skills. But they will break up some passes. Uh, they, they've got to work on, on ball recognition and getting their heads turned around. But I'll tell you what, both of those players helped themselves at the Senior Bowl. I think those were some Senior Bowl surprises. Yeah. That these guys easily could have been round five, round six. Instead, I think they're probably round four. Again, they're going with that bigger size uh, at the cornerback position. So those are a couple of day three guys to keep in mind for the Bucs. Uh, as John mentioned, our Bucks' best bet for rounds you know, one through three is, is Tyson Campbell. We think that he's a outside consideration at number 32. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy that if you trade back a little bit, you might be able to get him. Rounds four through seven, John, what is day three all about? Special teams. Well, we talked about him yesterday on the podcast, Dub the return game. Uh, this is the exception, not the rule, but the exception, John. And this kid is exceptional. Boise State cornerback Avery Williams, five foot eight, 187 pounds. Well, how is he a Buccaneer fit? Well, on fourth downs, he is the fit. This guy has <laughs> he has six punt returns for touchdowns. Six. One of those was a block punt for a touchdown, and that shows you what he can do too. And the thing is, is he blocked five kicks and punts. Five. This is almost ridiculous. I know we just talked about him on the show yesterday. I know, but it's almost laughable to even to go through it again, Scott. It just it's just so it's crazy. He has these kind of special teams numbers. This yeah. is nuts. It's one thing to be a kick returner, John, and he can do that too. By the way, he had three touchdowns on kick returns. It's another thing to right. be a punt returner. He had he had five, six if you count the blocked extra point. This guy blocks kicks. And you know what? He's not bad as a defensive back at Boise State. 
He broke up 26 passes, intercepted four more, forced five fumbles on defense. He's got 4-4 speed. He's just short. He's 5'8", 187. So where does he play in Tampa? Well, you know what? He's probably cornerback number five Mm -hmm. or number six, depending on how many cornerbacks they have and if Herb Miller makes the team. But you draft this guy, you keep six corners, he becomes your new Ryan Smith, your special teams ace, the guy that can change the field with the kicker a punt return and a guy that might even change the field as a, on a on a blocked punt. I got to watch this guy's punt. highlights. I got to watch his highlights. Oh my like, god. How the god. heck do you sc- like nobody's talking about him? Like what Yeah. No, no, listen. Absurd. L- listen, I I look at highlight tapes just like everybody, but th- I that's that's my first glimpse of the players. I want to see the traits. I want to see right. uh what what type of player this is. What, what what's what's my initial comp, right? Then I go into finding the actual games and watching every snap of the player to get the bad, right? Because you, you, yeah. you, highlight tapes are all highlights, but there is some bad. So, right. So the thing is, is, is with this guy, his highlight tape is like ten minutes long. <laughs> okay, and sometimes that's just his returns. The, yeah, and the blocks and stuff. But sometimes the the length of the highlight tape can can speak volumes too, right? I mean, we've seen some highlight <laughs> tapes from some guys that are top out about three minutes, and that's all. Bucks fans, Bucks fans don't want to hear it, but Joe Tryon's highlight tape is like a minute. It's and about half. three minutes long. Yeah, it's yeah, and and part of it is him staring and posing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's Bucks all that like and- that, yeah that that thirty second you know lead up with the music where he's like getting high fives from his teammates. Then they go into the clips. So right. this guy's this highlight tape is legit. Though. Avery crazy. Williams are day three Bucks best bet. And it could be earlier on day three than people yeah, think. They're they're going to go big corners. Yeah. So let, let, let's you know let's um let's shift gears here for a little bit because you know if I was a betting man, John, uh, I I think I think they would they would probably be taking a, a defensive back or two in this draft. We're going to talk about safeties in just a minute. But the thing is, when it comes to to stock, right? I mean, you're talking about uh, the stock of Avery Williams going up just because of that special teams prowess. We have him as a, as a seventh rounder in our mock draft. Would not be shocked if he goes in the sixth round or even the fifth round just because right. of that value and versatility. But the one thing about about uh, uh, symbol is, is you can put stocks and sports together and you can play an exciting new way to – to enjoy fantasy is really what it's about. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and you earn cash payouts when your team wins. Symbol is blended sports and the stock market to offer a new way to invest in and profit off of your favorite teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the over 2,500 early adopters, including myself. I've, I've joined who have started to invest in their favorite teams. The stock market for sports, just a tap away. Create a free account in seconds and start profiting from your sports knowledge. You can do that at www.symbol.app backslash Peter Report. When you do that, they're going to give you a $10 deposit bonus when you sign up. So the the Simbucks franchise value is $43 and hanging strong. Right. Absolutely. I think that uh, that uh, symbol is the way to go for sure. Fun stuff there. Fun stuff happening, obviously, in this draft. The safety position is, and a couple of people have asked about uh, a couple different safeties. Uh, it's a one that's very difficult, in my opinion, to figure out for the Bucs, Scott. I mean, yeah. I just, I look at this group and I, I watch Divine Diablo, who is our Bucks best bet for the first three rounds. By yeah. the way, 
this was tricky for us. And we'll go back and talk about Trayvon Morig and maybe some of the guys who could be options early in the draft of the Bucks who went there. Right. Scott and I are of the opinion when we talked, we're of the opinion that the Bucks probably aren't taking a safety in the first or second round. So when we looked at a day, a day one and two Bucks best bet or early Bucks best right. bet, it was really just looking at who might be available in the third round and Correct. really at the end of the third round. So that limited the group for us a lot. So yeah. you might not have seen Divine Diablo. He is absurdly large for a safety. He like I, I mean, he's so big. He looks like an oversized linebacker, to be honest. On tape right. now, he's not. He what was he at his pro day? I forget what he was, but he. I think he played like two twenty six. Yeah, he six, might three, be a linebacker. Yeah, he might and be a linebacker for some the teams. Jim is a linebacker, and and you know that's that's the great thing because this guy covers a lot of bases. We've seen Jason Light draft players like Mike Edwards that have experience in the slot that can play slot corner as well as free safety, as well as strong safety. So there's some position flexibility. Uh, you know, when you look at Jeremiah Wusu koromora John, that's a player that you and I have kind of fantasized about in terms of the Bucks getting this guy. And then Todd Bowles just finding cool, unique ways to use him at safety, you know, as, as an edge rusher, blitzing from the slot, it, you know, uh, as, as a roving strong safety. There's just so many ways yep. that, that this guy can be used. And uh, Divine Diablo, because of that size, he is kind of that quasi linebacker slash strong safety, but he he also has some some speed, four four four, and some range to to make some plays. Long arms, thirty three inch arms. I think they're the longest in the safety position uh, outside of uh, Namza uh, Nasruddin. Is that yeah. did I say his name Florida, right? I think yeah, the did. Florida State kid. How about I that? I just cheat. The Florida State <laughs> kid. He's a big guy too. It's six three two fifteen. But the thing with Diablo is. He's got some range. He's got some some um, uh, some striking ability. He's a physical guy, very team oriented. Loves football, um, and he's something different. You look at the Bucks' safeties, right? Antoine Winfield Jr. is a special up and comer, but he's short. Uh, same thing with with uh, with Whitehead, uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Whitehead, small guy, uh, rocked up, physical guy, but small. And right. with these tight ends, and you know what? If you're looking at, at, at Atlanta, what they might do, John, there have been talks about Kyle Pitts, obviously. Who's going to match up with Kyle Pitts? You might need a big, fast, physical defensive back, and that's that's the kind of guy that that, uh, that Divine Diablo uh, is. Yeah, no, he's he's very interesting prospect. I'd say he's fascinating in some ways, Scott, because we don't always see guys that big at safety. Yeah. We rarely see guys that big at safety not play just in the box in college. I mean, he played right. as a deep safety, he played single high at times, uh, you know, yeah. deep safety. He is fast, but he is not explosive. There's a big right. difference. You know, if you watch Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, he you know explosive. the difference. He's yeah. <laughs> as explosive yeah. as it gets. Yeah. I don't know if Diablo runs a faster 40 than him, but I know over the first 10, 15 yards, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa he covers more ground. Blow yeah. him out of the water. Yeah, there's yeah. no question. So you have to take that with Diablo for what it is, especially for if you're a box guy. You really explosiveness is important. So where do you put him? You know, can he read things as a linebacker? Is he a developmental guy there? I think he can play on teams for sure with that speed and his wingspan as a tackler. He gets things from an assignment sound perspective. He had a great pick of Trevor Lawrence in the back of the end zone. Again, the game against Clemson. I'm going to be honest, Scott. I was not wild about his tape because he looked, he's so lethargic in the way that he moves. You don't even see the athleticism all that. And then all of a sudden, 
boom, there's just a play, and you're like, oh man, there it is. Like he, yeah. he can run. Well, like he, he he covers some ground, and he looks slow because he's long limbed. You know, and, and yeah, uh, he just kind of he is not but, really a fly around. He's he's the opposite play demeanor, in my opinion, of Jeremiah Wusu Koromara. Yes, but he's under control and assignment sound. There's right. a place for that in the league for sure. But where is his position? I think that's. That's yep. where teams, and I think, and, and Mediocrity Incarnate says he listened to an interview on a podcast, and Diablo said most teams he's talking to him as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I didn't hear this podcast that he's referring to, but that's interesting, Scott, because most of the time players are bullish on staying at the position they were at sure. in college because oh, and they by want the to way, prove John, they, the, the Bucks need an inside linebacker too. I mean, I mean this, this guy has some coverage ability. We might be covering yes. some, some bases here. He might be drafted by the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They've actually talked to him. They had a Zoom with him. Um, and it might be as a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. uh, but we have him in there right now as as a safety, as the Bucks' best bet. Uh, right. This is a guy that, that does make plays in the ball. Two forced fumbles, seventeen career pass breakups, six interceptions. He had four picks and eight pass breakups last year. Uh, was a team captain, and that was just in nine games. He missed two games due to injury. He had a ninety-eight yard fumble return for a touchdown in 2019 where he made 84 tackles that season. So mm-hmm. interesting player. And I think he brings something different to the Bucks secondary. He's not their, their typical, um, you know, prototype guy. And so I think that's the intriguing thing there. Now the other best Bucks best bet we have, and we'll talk about a couple other safeties. Oh, just, before. Yeah. Can, oh, you, I was going to go back to Trayvon Morig just to yeah, touch yeah, on yeah. him because sure, go for it. Whether we like it or not, Scott, and you and I, we don't think a safety is going to be picked in the first round. A lot of people are mocking safeties to the I in the first round. I would not mind this guy one bit. I watch Javon Mowers, do you like football. him? Oh, I do. I do like him. Okay. 6'1", 202. He is a matchup guy. They will put him in the slot against a receiver, against the tight end uh, down there at TCU. Seven interceptions, 21 passes uh, defensed, two forced fumbles, four and a half tackles for loss. He's better in coverage than he is – in the box as a safety, but he played he played a lot of snaps in the box. So he played 198 snaps in the box, 172 at free safety, 313 as a slot corner because uh, with his size, you can match him up against bigger uh, slot guys, whether it's a big uh, flexed out tight end or whether it's a big wide receiver. 6'1", 202, runs a, a 4-5, very competitive guy, um, very aggressive defender, uh, serious football player. So listen, I, I'm not, I'm not wanting him to be the pick. But if this guy's the pick, I am not upset at all if I'm if I'm a Buccaneer fan because this guy can flat out play. And again, we're talking about guys, uh, possibly that their Bucks are going to have to face, right? And you're you're looking at Kyle Pitts with Atlanta, and you know, right now, I mean, who do you match up against against Kyle Pitts? Let's just let's just get uh, your, your take. What with I would the, do with the given roster right now. Who do you match up one-on-one with with Kyle Pitts? Let's say he's flexed out in the slot. Well, first of all, I'd say a lot of prayers. I'd say a lot of prayers before you play Atlanta, for sure. Then I would ask Sean Murphy Bunting if he's ready or not. I mean, that's really like that's – you've got a big slot corner. I mean, that's the kind of matchup where he – you know, he struggled with the quick guys. You know, the Rams guys, the Raiders guys in the slot, they killed him. But big guys, you know, the Michael Thomases, he hung with them. You know, that's the kind of guy that you got him to race. Now – Cal Pitts is a beast. I'm not saying he's going to yeah, erase Michael Cal Thomas Pitts. Is slow, but that's what receiver. But, but that's what you. That's why you have Sean Murphy bunting. So right. on paper, the Bucks are suited to do it. But at the same time, having yeah. a guy like Morig definitely helps. I, you know, I liked things that I saw from him on tape. I need to watch a little bit more. In fact, I have not mm-hmm. even finished grading. He's him, a fun player. He's a fun right. player. 
Yeah. Yeah. He can, he definitely versatility though. I mean, yes, he steps in the slot. Yeah. He plays in the box. He can play deep. I don't think he's a single high guy. You know, that's okay. The Bucks right. have two he's options not. there. So that's fine. Yeah. But definitely, again, we're talking about Todd Bowles, man. Like we don't talk about that. Enough. The dude loves safeties. Like he, yeah, had he always had three or four. In the, with well, the he Jets. was a safety in the NFL, exactly a safety right. at Temple, right? I mean, that's yep. his position. And you know who else like safeties? Jason Light. He's, he's drafted mm -hmm. two in the second oh, yeah. rounds since 2017. So he's still smarting about Justin Evans, I'm sure. He drafted yeah. Jordan Whitehead high. You know, I mean, he's he's piled up at the position, Mike Edwards right. and then Antoine Winfield. I mean, so this he's spent a ton of resources at the position. Again, first round would would definitely surprise me, but it's such a it's such a weird year. I mean, right. you know, I watch Morig against WVU and I was like, man, yeah. he is like close all the time, but like and I know he's made plays in the balls in other games, so that I need to get to the other games to see what I think, but right. If he's there, it definitely could yeah, be a Andrew Adams is now a Philadelphia Eagle. The Eagles awfully excited about that. That story got picked up on <laughs> PeterReports.com. Um, but the thing That's is – That's funny, it, actually. Let's tell readers that the Andrew Adams leaving the Bucks to go to the Eagles story is one of the most read stories ever of Peter Ever PeterReport.com. <laughs> we don't it know. It got picked up in Philly yeah. media somewhere, and the, the number of reads that story has so – If you hear, to us refer, uh, hear us refer to Andrew Adams smokes. as a Peter Report legend, that's why. He is, yeah. I mean – Thank you, He's Philly fans. Served us well. Holy smokes, we had some traffic days. Uh, but he's gone. He's He's been a guy that's been a steady Eddie back there at the safety position. They've kind of relied on him. Right. And so you might think, okay, well, they got Mike Edwards. They got uh, Jordan Whitehead. And, of course, they got Antoine Winfield. They're set. Well, no, you want to have another safety in, in there. We saw Whitehead get uh, dinged up, and he's in a contract here. I don't know that this team is going to commit resources to keeping right. him. Uh, especially when Mike Edwards could step in as a starter, but then you want another guy in the hopper to come up. Javon Hagen is a, is a safety that they like, mm -hmm. but he's mostly a special teams guy. Didn't really get a chance with no preseason to prove himself uh, other than covering kicks and punts. But um, I, so I would not be shocked if they see, if, if they see some value in drafting a safety early, if that's the best player on their board. Right. You know, I think Scott that I, I could see this team going DBs like we said, but I think yeah. the people are overlooking it. if they say, "Oh, you know, I know David saying here the Bucks safety room is stacked." <clears throat> uh, I agree with you, David. It is for but this the Bucks year. roster. The Bucks roster yeah. is stacked. Right. Whatever position they take, they're 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 not worried about. I don't think adding to a stacked position right. unless it's like a log jam, like tackle. I don't know. You know, you have a long term yeah. deals out there, but again, next year you could be looking for your third safety if you need a third safety going into next year's draft. It is not right. the end of the world. That's fine, Scott. And, and you but, know what? If there's a safety you love this year and you love him more than any other player, yeah, take him. It's an important position. The Bucks are going to play three. I mean, heck. Right. I think Jordan Whitehead is the best strong safety in the box safety they have on the team. I'm oh, not yes. saying Antoine Winfield can't do it, but boy, I like what Antoine Winfield does at center field. And and I think Mike Edwards is better off the line of scrimmage too. I mm -hmm. think he's better deep. So really, you have two free safeties that are really really good, and and then you've got. I think more of a pressing need at strong safety in the box. And I think that's where a guy like Morig can, can star. Um, it, and while the team does like, they, they've had a zoom call with U, UCF's Richie Grant. And I like Richie Grant too. I think he's a, a really good player, 10 interceptions down the road in Orlando, 17 mm -hmm. passes, defense, five forced fumbles. He's gotten better making plays at the line of scrimmage or near the line of scrimmage, but he really has been kind of a center fielder. So from a positional scheme fit, um, I like Grant as a player. I don't know that he's the type of safety that they're looking for, unless Todd Bowles is convinced that this guy made enough strides to play in the box and be there. But I don't see the value in adding another guy uh, that is more similar to 
Antoine Winfield and Mike Edwards, as opposed to uh, a guy like Jordan Whitehead is more physical in the box. Yeah, for sure. Jack wants to know about uh, our discussion that we had about moving uh, Jeremiah Usukoromora to strong safety. I mean, that's really where he played oh, for, yeah. for Notre sure. Dame. I mean, he's in the slot. He would be that's a dynamite fit. <laughs> right. I love him yeah. as a slot defender. I think he can carry vertically like a beast. I think he can pass off routes and zone coverage like a beast. He closes on routes underneath in a hurry. Yeah. He's an elite blitzer. He's a great run defender to have as an overhang as your slot. I mean, heck, you want him blowing up the point blocking receiver on right. screens? I mean, he's going to send he's, that guy to the moon. Man. So I love everything about him. If the Bucks pick him, I'll be ecstatic. Yes, it's a little bit tricky to pin down where he's yeah. going to be on every snap. I agree, especially even after he went to 221. Maybe he's not, at first I thought, man, he's just your slot. He's a slot corner. He's just huge. Yeah. Like, you know, But Maybe he's not at 221. I don't know. Where can he play at right. weight-wise? Does he get down to 210? Is he even, you know, mm -hmm. he's, I don't know. There's, you, you really have to have some insight into him. I know that teams love him as his character. So right. I love that about him. Um, You know, we'll see where he ends up going. If he's there for the Bucks at 32, he's definitely the kind of player that Todd Bowles would have a blast with. I don't know yep. whether they feel like, I mean, they're in position for that kind of luxury experimental. <laughs> it's early true. in the draft for it, but I mean. Man, he's a really, really James good Berry uh, says, disagree, we could upgrade Whitehead. He's a liability in coverage. Look at Javon Holland from Oregon. Well, that, that's kind of what we're talking about with Richie Grant. Javon Holland, uh, good player, 6'1", 207, good size, 4'4", 6", really good speed. But more of a coverage safety than he is that that uh, thumper and, and run support. And that's that's what Whitehead gives you. The, the classic Whitehead play was that. Forced fumble on Aaron Jones. It was a huge play up in Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. He will throw his body around yeah. and make plays in the run game. That That's not exactly what Javon Holland's game is. Holland lined up in the slot a lot, played uh, deep, uh, deep free safety. Um, nine interceptions, 11 pass breakers. I like him as a player. I like Richie Grant as a player. Mm -hmm. But I just don't know about him as as, as what the Bucs are looking for. Now, if you're looking for a player that's closer to the box. That, that is pretty good. I, you know, Jamar Johnson from Indiana has really grown on me. 6'2", 205, 458. Mm -hmm. He's not the, the burner um, that, that an Antoine Winfield is running a 4-4, but, but you don't need that per se. His speed is probably more on par with Jordan Whitehead's. Uh, Sarasota native, flips the sips pretty well, doesn't have the ideal 40 time, and missed some tackles, but in, in terms of coverage and, and his, his run defense, it's improving. He had four pass breakups, four interceptions, and he can also blitz too. This was a, a kid that that actually uh, was used as a slot blitzer, and and, and fared pretty well uh, coming off the the edge. He finished with four sacks, fourteen pass breakups, seven mm -hmm. interceptions. So he can get his hands on the ball. Just speed at four or five eight. That's probably going to push him to day three. And speaking of day three, John, uh, our day three bucks best bet we had. Divine Diablo as our day one through three, or I should say picks one through three, mm -hmm. our picks four through seven, Cincinnati safety, James Wiggins, 5'11", 209, ran a 4'4". This is an interesting prospect because when healthy, this guy is one of the best safeties coming into this draft. What I liked about him was his production in 2018 before he had a knee injury. He was second team all-conference he had nine pass breakups, four interceptions. Three of those were game-clinching picks. So yeah. this kid is used to playing in the clutch. He actually had a, a walk-off pick six against SMU to win that game and missed all of 2019 with a knee injury. But he really came back and 
had seven pass breakups last year, one interception, also had a sack against Memphis, 32 tackles. But the interesting thing is, just like Jamel Dean had knee surgery, had a 20 ACL at, at Auburn, and then came back to run a blazing fast 4-3 time. Um, same kind of thing from Wiggins. Really didn't show uh, much wear and tear from that knee injury, 4-4-1 at his pro day. So he might be a pretty good find on day three, John. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes in the fourth round. That I, I would like to see him in red and pewter. He is our our rounds four through seven Bucks best bet. Yeah, one of the things that to think about with the Bucks safety room that we haven't really talked about much is the fact that yes, if Jordan Whitehead moves on after this season, which I believe is going to happen, I think you agree mm-hmm. with me. It's yeah. it's probably going to happen. Not a knock on Whitehead at all. Just right. the reality of our hey, roster. This was the year you stars. keep all of the players next exactly. year. You got to let some guys go. Some guys, now yeah. It's Kappa, whether it's a, a Jordan Whitehead, you know, you can't Ronald keep Jones, all the yeah. yeah, Ronald Jones. You can't mm-hmm. keep all the guys two years in a row. Right, and that's fine if the Bucks are prepared for that. I think they are one of the things that I've thought about is what if they let Jordan Whitehead go and Antoine Winfield plays more strong safety. Mike Edwards would be, plays free safety. I think that would be the, the play right there. Yeah, w- Winfield gives you more options. He's a fine free safety. I like him at free safety a lot. He could play free safety and be a really good player throughout his entire career, but. He gives you a lot of options if he plays closer to the line of scrimmage. He is better in man coverage than Jordan Whitehead was. So he gives you options right there. Toward the end of the season, they started playing Mike Edwards more in the playoffs. You right. saw Winfield step down. Remember the strip on Jared Cook? He obviously yep. got picked on that play early on, so it wasn't necessarily his fault. He did give up some separation because of the pick, but then he recovers, punches the ball out, game-changing play. He is able to step into the slot and do some of those things for you. And well, Whitehead's and not – he's too limited to really do yeah. help you in that way. He, Winfield's a great blitzer. He's very good Winfield in run He's a great tackler. Sacks. Yeah, and two forced fumbles on blitzes. Right. So and now you can alternate your guys. If Edwards, is right. fr- you can play Edwards down. You can move your guys around. And if you have a third safety, even better. You can move them around. I'm not saying that keeps you from taking a a certain type of safety, but right. to me that would make okay. Maybe you could still take a free safety if you think Whitehead's going to be your your long term strong safety and you're going to keep playing single high. Maybe Edwards plays there, and you also bring in a guy if you're not sure about Edwards and you know you want Winfield closer to the line of scrimmage. You're not sure about Edwards. Maybe it right. is a free safety that you're looking right. at. Who they drafted safety, if they draft a safety, will tell us a lot about how they see that position group playing out long term. So just something fun uh, to watch. Really what we're talking about, John, is we're talking about insurance positions at the safety position. But if you need insurance for anything other than football, we're talking about commercial property, homeowner's insurance, life insurance, yep. automobile insurance. If you have a boat, boater's insurance. Even apartment renters insurance, there's only one place to turn. That's our friend Briar Greaves. You can check him out online at briargreavesinsurance.com. John, you had a chance to meet Briar and Sam yes. at, uh, at, at our events at the mill with Scotty Miller last week. This guy's passionate about two things the insurance business and Buccaneer football. That's the <laughs> Great cool thing. Guys. Is yeah. if, you, if you give Briar and Sam a call, they're going to talk some football with you, but they're, more importantly, they're going to take a look at your insurance and see if you're properly covered and make sure that you're not overpaying. Yeah. So there's been a lot of calamities with all, all of the named hurricanes. And, you know, John, we're, we're going to be in hurricane season again. Now is the time to make sure that you're properly insured. So give Briar Greaves or Sam a call at 813-876-4166. That's 813-876-4166. And visit them on the web at briargreavesinsurance.com. Probably two of the nicest and most helpful people I've met since yeah. I've been to. They were just, yeah, great, great people. So if you get a chance to contact Sam or Briar, definitely do so. 
Uh, yeah. So the safety position, we've covered, kind of covered our bases on that group. I will add this just because I've seen people ask about him. Hamsa uh, Nasiruddin from Florida State definitely is a player that I thought about for our Bucks best bet when Scott and I were trying to decide uh, what he would do well. One of the things that I think is is tough to figure out with him, he had the torn ACL. This for Hamsa in terms of trying to get back to the player that he once was. Plays a very physical style of football. Is he limited in coverage to a certain extent? Yes, I think that he is. He obviously tested well, which is which was surprising. I mean, I think his jumps weren't great or anything, but I think that teams are saying, oh, this is a huge safety. I mean, he's literally yeah. 34 and a half inch arms. I mean, that's right. unbelievable, Scott. Yeah. Like he is literally an edge defender wingspan. I mean, he has longer he's probably arms. A guy, yeah, he's got longer arms even than, than Divine Diablo. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably a player that teams have talked about playing linebacker as well and you know he didn't have a 40 time that that's that's the thing it's like at least with diablo he ran a 4 4 40 and and with you know with the florida state kid i'm just not sure how fast he can run now the great thing is with technology even if you don't run a 40 yard dash at the combine and there wasn't a combine this year or a pro day um teams can use technology video technology and really get your miles per hour Mm-hmm. And and they, they've got ways to, to do that now. Uh, Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver out of Minnesota last year, the Bucks' fifth round pick, did not run at the combine or at his pro day. I think due to injury, and they the Bucks clocked his speed at around Chris Godwin's. I think Godwin ran a four three nine or four four one somewhere in that range, late four threes, early four fours. But by and large, he was fast enough. I just don't know what what his speed is compared to a bigger safety like Diablo's. Yeah, and and with Hamza, it's also tough because he tore that ACL in November 2019 yeah. and then missed still the first seven games of the next season. That right. usually is not an injury that takes that long to recover from. I'm not speculating. I'm just, I wonder what was the situation right. was there and, and why that took so you know long. He played two games this past season. Right, and and you know we're talking about injuries, John, and, and you can't make the club in the tub. You can't help the team when you're, when you're on injury reserve, things like that. In looking at Dane Brugler's uh, from The Athletic, his beast draft guide on James Wiggins, known as a fast healer as he recovered from his t- 2019 ACL injury in less than five months. Yeah, okay. That guy is absolutely yoked, by the yeah, way. James is. Wiggins. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Scott and I aren't trying to just take the yoked players and Joe Tryon and right. James Wiggins and others, but Javante Williams and those guys, but that's the way it turns out most. Of well, time. right. But the thing is, is, is when you look at a player like Wiggins and how quickly he was able to come back, what that means is this kid's not afraid of the weight room. He's not afraid to rehab and really get after it. Matter of fact, <laughs> it says in Dame Brugler's guide, impressive feats in the weight room. This is for James Wiggins, including a 725 pound squat from a 209 pound safety. I mean, that's, you know, that's impressive. But but not more impressive than his 16 pass breakups and five interceptions. So you got to have the production, not just in the weight room, but on the field. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, when you look at guys that are ripped or yoked or whatever, the one clue that it, it does tell you is these guys are not afraid of working out and working on their body because their body is their office. At the NFL, this is this is a paid league, and yep. you know you you've got to be able to. Uh, to not be afraid to get bigger, faster, stronger, because you're going to run into that every single Sunday in the NFL. 
Right. Absolutely. It's something that's really, really important uh, to make sure that you you have figured out. And and honestly, the Bucks. that's why a big reason why you prioritize those things. You yeah. prioritize athleticism and guys that and aren't going to be dragged We saw down that with injuries. Alex Kappa, right? Yep. The work ethic in the weight room. All right. He, he had a left tackle body coming out of Humboldt State, came to the Buccaneers with that. They played him a guard. He knew he needed to really reshape his body to mm-hmm. add power and muscle and, and weight and bulk and mass to his core. And what I mean by core is not just the belly, but the hips, yep. the, the glutes, the, the hamstrings, the, the legs to be able to anchor against the pass rush and, and also get more punch and drive in the run game. And that's why Alex Kappa uh, was one of the most improved players last year because of the commitment in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. It, it really does matter. And uh, it's going to be one of those parts of the process the Bucks have to measure out. Are these guys, Alex Kappa was a below average athlete, below average size, below average length. It was all the things they hadn't prioritized when drafting offensive linemen, but they saw the character of the dude, the toughness, the physicality, the way that he played the game. The they, work bet on, they bet on him as an outlier, Scott. Yeah. They said, you know what? Not only as an outlier athletically to succeed in the NFL, but an outlier from their prototypes that they prioritized at the position. And they said, we're going to take a chance on you. And it's certainly, you know, in his third year, it's certainly worked out. And we'll see how year four yep. goes and beyond wherever he ends up. But he set himself up with unbelievable. I think he is probably one of the least discussed. I don't think Bucks fans even realize how much that guy's put in to be able to oh, get yeah. to where he is. And he was not ready at all. And now right. he is a, a very good guard in the yeah. NFL. So, and, and he's got a chance to really cash in on a huge contract, probably somewhere else. But if he has a great year like he had this past year, oh, yeah. he continues to take another step and come back from that. That broken ankle, and I think that that shouldn't be a problem. We saw Vita Vea come back mm-hmm. from that. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good season. Right. Uh, John, uh, we will be remiss if we didn't mention again, winning an autographed Scotty Miller football would not be a bad thing. Neither would a free month supply of Celsius, and you get to pick right. your own flavor. That's the cool thing. Our friends at Celsius have got this cool contest. It runs through May 1st, so it's it's coming up this weekend. So you got you got to do this and do it quick. Subscribe to Peter Report TV on YouTube. Take a screenshot of that. Do the same thing when you follow Celsius Official on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, go over to Scotty Miller's Twitter or Instagram page and take a, a screenshot of your follow there. Then upload all three of those pics on your phone to Celsius.com backslash pewter, and you can register to win. They're going to have 10 total winners. One of those, the grand prize winner, gets the football and the Celsius. Nine other winners get one free month of Celsius. And John, we also have got this cool draft show coming up powered by Edmondson Electric AC and Security Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. No, those are not the start times of the draft. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we go on an hour before the draft on each one of those days to talk about what we like for the Buccaneers coming up. Yep. So join us Thursday on pewterreport.com. We're going to have this draft show live for you on the website, April 29th, Thursday night, 7 p.m., We're going to stay on board all the way through pick number 32, whether it's the Buccaneers making that pick, John, or some other team because Tampa Bay's traded up or down. Then the fun is is going to be kicked off on Friday, uh, April 30th at 6 p.m. That's day two where we'll see picks rounds uh, rounds two and three for Tampa Bay. And then Saturday we will finish it off with with the marathon session starting at 11 a.m. You can come over for breakfast, John. And uh, we'll have day three where, as it stands right now, the Buccaneers have picks in rounds four, five, six, and then two in the seventh round, including Mr. Irrelevant. And, John, the Bucs have a Mr. Irrelevant on their team right now. Mm -hmm. And and Ryan Suckup, my guy. So let's see if they can find another gem. They didn't draft Ryan, but let's see if they can find their own Mr. Irrelevant that makes a, a difference in Tampa Bay. 
and I'll add this about the live show. You know, I know people are going to want to watch the rest of the picks. They're going to want to watch you know, who the other teams take, and they're going to want to watch NFL Network, ESPN, whatever's going on too. That's great. I totally get it. Pull us up too. Pull us up, pewterreport.com. Yeah. Pull us up on your phone. Pull us up, and you can jump in. We'll in here our analysis when the, when the Falcons pick, when the Panthers pick, or trade, when the Saints, all those t- different times throughout the draft. E- every five picks or so in the draft, we're going to update, especially as we get outside the top 10. We're going to update who's who's looking good for the Bucks radar. Is anybody that we thought would be on the Bucks radar off the board at this point, especially when you get to right. 15, 20, 25? But pull us up. Yeah, pull our website up and, and have the show ready. You can mute us if you want until it comes time. And then on That's commercials, right. you can jump in with us. Um, you know, But just have us pulled up. Have us be a part of that experience with you. That's what we're asking for. We know that you want to watch the big shows too, and we totally get that uh, to hear about the other teams. But yeah, pull us up. Do this draft with us, man. We've got some awesome stuff planned for. I think it's going to be the best production-wise show. We just keep getting better every year. That's what we're aiming yeah. for. And we've already got some great stuff already done and, and in the works for you all for this show. So we're very, very excited about it. Also excited if you want to go behind the scenes, get more detail than you've gotten before. I'm doing a Q&A on the draft tomorrow night, Wednesday night. I'm going to do it late. Uh, but if you're if you're uh, on Locker Room, it's an, a social audio app that is changing the way we talk sports. It's the only place for live audio conversations about the takes, rumors, news, and teams you care about. React to sports news as it happens. Gather all your friends and watch parties for the biggest games. Rep your favorite teams and find your community. Better Sports Talk is just a tap away. Download on the Apple App Store and join the conversation with Locker Room. I'll be on there tomorrow night taking your questions about the NFL draft. If you're a Bucks fan, if you're another fan that's coming here, come on and ask a question. I don't care, but that's download right. Locker Room. Uh, follow Pewter Report on the app. We'll send you an invite when I go live. You'll have it. Uh, you'll be able to jump in with us. I'll answer as many draft questions as I can till I drop. Because at that point, I'll be ready to drop because I'll finish <laughs> my big board. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, but jump in there. Locker room's great right. stuff. We're going to have little chats on there throughout the draft process. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend. And we're really hoping you'll join us as you did today on another right. great edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out.